No Ketchup Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into another episode of A Little Rant. I am your host, Sean Little. First things first, I know you feeling this new intro music. <laughs> just copped it. Let's go. Don't it just make you feel good? Give you a little bounce? Huh? Yeah. On a Friday especially. Let's get it. That's what I've been missing. A little intro music on A Little Rant. Man, I'm feeling it. Happy Friday to everybody. The weekend's here. The Cubs are tripping. Five straight losses. Get swept in Atlanta. Took the flight last night to Milwaukee. We're in Milwaukee tonight. 7-10 pitch. Quintana going. I had Kyle Malzahn of At Cubs Live on just like I did last week. We're talking all Cubs. The bullpen. Why isn't Ricketts spending any money? Should we be panicking? Should we not be panicking? What happens if we go to Milwaukee and get swept? It's April. Relax. I don't know. There's glaring holes in the squad that we need to fill, and it's going to get ugly quick if we don't do it. So I was happy to have Kyle uh, of At Cubs Live on again. We had a good conversation about the Cubs. I know you was feeling that intro music. That's what I've been missing, man. I'm missing some Cubs wins, and I was missing some intro music, but I got that now. Kyle Molzon of At Cubs Live. We chopped it up a ton about the Cubs. No catch up Chicago. A little rant. Lock in. Joining No Catch Up Chicago for back-to-back weeks to talk some Cubbies. Kyle Malzahn of At Cubs Live on Twitter, man. The best Chicago Cubs Twitter account on the interweb. What's going on, man? Man, (laughs) baseball's back, but, uh, you know, we'll get into it. But, I mean, Cubbies not looking so hot. We talked last week, and everything that we talked about we were concerned about has come to fruition. Except for me yeah. for John Lester. He's had two quality starts and has looked very solid. But mm-hmm. other than that, what we were worried about going into the year is exactly what we've been struggling with. They're one in five. We won the first game of the year like we were supposed to. And then we've lost five straight. A little bit of Rangers mixed in. A little bit of uh, Braves sweep action mixed in there as well. Thoughts on the ball game last night and the series overall in Atlanta. Give me your thoughts on it. Yeah. So, I mean, you start out on Monday after just losing two or three, leaving Texas, and you kind of, you know, in reality, the Cubs, honestly, they should have walked out of Texas with a sweep, right? I mean, they had leads in all three games. Uh, Opening day, they did it in, you know, winning fashion, 12-4, to I think the final was, off the top of my head. 
And in the next two games, they they let the bullpen come in and blow the game. So um, heading into Atlanta, they should have been three and zero, right? But in reality, they're one and two. You go to Atlanta, and it's on April Fool's Day, and we're just going to call that game the April Fool's Day game, right? I mean, six errors, um, and you hear all this talk about in the off season of the Cubs. They feel a sense of urgency. The Cubs are one in five. That couldn't be less true, right? I mean, they came out of the gates not really showing anything. I mean, the bullpen, obviously, we knew going in that it wasn't good. Cubs fans uh, have been saying it all since January. They've shown, I mean, the Cubs bullpen right now is so bad that you probably couldn't script it. They they have a 9.7 bullpen ERA. That's just how bad it is. Um, and the starters haven't been doing too much either. I mean, Cubs are allowing 7.67 runs per game. Um, and, and it's not like the offense is too bad either. I mean, they kind of went ghost in this Atlanta series. But um, when I kind of look at the 2019 Cubs and I compare them be, to the 2016, you shouldn't compare, but to the level of style and play, you want to you want them to kind of get back to their World Series kind of uh, mentality, right? And when I look at this 2016 Cubs team, two things stick out to me. One, phenomenal pitching all year. Um, reliable pitching. The second thing that stands out to me is historically good defense. And when I say historically good, I mean historically good. It's crazy. Um, I mean, the Cubs in 2016, they had the highest percentage of outs since 1950. So, I mean, just fundamentals can really win or lose a game. And in 2019, the, the Chicago Cubs came out of the gates the first week of baseball playing historically, not historically bad defense, but in, in Cubs terms, it is historically bad defense because they haven't seen six errors in a game in 13 years. And the Cubs just did just that. So terrible defense and terrible pitching to come off the gates. And there is no way down the stretch, especially with a very hot first team, that they're going to win the division with a bullpen or pitching staff like they are performing right now. So somebody has to figure it out, whether that is internally or bringing somebody else in, which seems kind of unlikely right now. Uh, they just have to figure it out, man. And guys have to, you know, guys have to come out there and pitch. You know, the bottom line, they have I, to show up and do their job. I don't see how it can be unlikely that we bring someone in when we have to. Like something, yeah. something has to change, and I'm going to get into a bunch of quotes from Madden and and break down some numbers here in a sec. But something is going to have to change because I I'm on the whole. Hey, listen, it's April. Don't panic. But it's just so glaring what our weakness is, and if we don't do anything to address it, we're going to look up and we're going to be getting smoked in the division, and we're going to be a very yeah. average squad. Give me your thoughts because I tweeted out last night. You, Darvish, in this climate, with how the season's been going early so far, his first outing last uh, last week when he had seven walks, it was must-see TV for him to come out yesterday. How did you feel about his performance? And I got a couple thoughts as well, but I wanted, I want to know how you felt about it coming in. Right, yeah. So, you, Darvish, got through four innings, um, a little longer than what he did um, his first start his walks were down. Uh, he did give up. I think his final total was three runs after the bullpen came in and, you know, had those runs score. But look, I think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I don't think you're going to see a dramatic change with you Darvish right off the bat. He's not going to come in there 
pitch eight scoreless and, you know, and consistently it, it's a work in progress. And the first step this off season for you, Darvish was getting them healthy. And now that he's healthy, it's all the little things and they're going to come. It's just going to take some time. I felt good about it. Um, I think he attacked hitters. I think he got ahead of heading counts early. I think the only thing is, is later on as he went and progressed, um, he started to lose it a little bit. And that's exactly why Joe Madden came in there and took him out is because you Darvish is a pitcher that when he loses it, his confidence goes too. So, um, so this and is I what think I'm a saying. lot of that. Yeah. My fault. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm, I'm almost, no. I, I don't, I definitely don't want to say it's a step in the right direction because I feel like that's coddling him a little bit. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Meaning he didn't have seven walks and he went more than, two innings you know what right. i'm saying like yeah i guess it's a step in the right direction in in that perspective but he's still struggling with command he early yeah. in the game he had a four pitch walk with two outs and nobody on base to freddie freeman that's like the the epitome the perfect example of someone struggling with control we're early in the game there's nobody on base we have two outs and you four pitch walk someone yeah. You just don't you just don't have control right now. You get pure control issue. Then on the O2 mm-hmm. pitch to McCann, the or the the single that he gave up the first run, the deep single off the wall, it's an O2 pitch yep. and he just leaves a hanging breaking ball right over the plate. It's right. pure control issue. He only threw 71 pitches and even Madden mentioned that, "Hey, I wanted to like when you said he would pull them out, Madden mentions in the post-game presser that he wanted to make sure that you, Darvish, felt good about the the outing, and it was a positive kind of end to it. And that's just a bad sign to me, bro. Like, go out, pitch. The reason that we're getting smoked in the bullpen as well is because outside of Leicester, our starting pitching isn't killing it, and we can't we can't go deep in the game. Then we're looking to Chiswick and Carl Edwards Jr. and let's keep it a hundred. They're scrubs right now to try to to try (laughs) to to try to carry us four or five innings. They just don't have it right. So yeah, I didn't want to cut you off, but I did want to say I don't know what language to use about you, Darvish, because I don't want to get over dramatic and just say kind of say that he's garbage. But Mm -hmm. he's gonna have to start getting it together, do something because he's not doing anything at all. Yeah, and I think that's a fair assessment um, from your part is is because the money that he's been given, he hasn't lived up to any of it. And it's year two now, and the two starts that he made, he, he hasn't done really too much. And look, he I mean, made look, what, 10, through, starts, he, through, he start, he, 10 starts in the Cub, and he only has one win, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly right. And through two starts this year, uh, six and two-thirds, six runs, seven hits, and 11 walks. Yeah, I mean and those walks—they lead the majors in such a small sample size. So obviously, you just pointed out it's been command issues, and it's how do you, how do you get back there? I think that he had—I will say this—I um, do think that he had better command on his fastball last night, and I think that was a huge part of his seven walks, um, his first start. But like you said, as soon as he gets ahead and counts, he kind of falls behind, right? You said he hung hung a pitch right down the middle. Braves took advantage. It's how do you attack those little things? You know, when you're head of the count, just go attack. 
don't leave one ahead on the plate. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you, Darvish, I, I don't know how to assess them either. It, it's, a, it's a difficult situation right now that the Cubs kind of are in. And as fans, how do you how do you perceive you, Darvish? I, I don't know. A lot of people have written him off, but I'm not fully there yet. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not going to write him off, left. but it is what it is right now. He's terrible yeah. right now. And, if yeah. he and other does, guys have to step up. 100%. And if he doesn't pick it up, we're in deep, deep trouble, man. Deep trouble. Something has to change. Yeah, especially in this bullpen. I was reading something, uh, and I was just—I I was reading the narrative about people shouldn't panic. It's April. It's April fourth, and we're talking about how we're in trouble. When do you start to worry? Are you? Is it end of April? Is it mid? Is it mid May? End of May? Yeah. Is it right now? Where are you at on the? It's too early in the season to panic. Where do you? Where do you fall in the? And the meter there. Right, yeah. So uh, right now, I mean, it is fair to say that it's too early to panic, right? I mean, Jose Quintana is finally getting his first start of the season. So finally, you know, people are panicking without even one of their five starters getting a start in but the season do you, in 162. 100%, right? But the reason why he didn't get a start is because we couldn't, we couldn't run deep in the game. Exactly. You know what I mean? So, it, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's everything right now. Everything that could have happened for the worst happened for the Cubs, and it's being shown right now on your television every single night. They haven't won in over a week, five game losing streak. Um, so where I stand on it is this: you can't win a division in April, but you sure can lose a division in April, right? So you can't fall too behind, and especially when you're playing with fire and you're playing against a team like Milwaukee right now who's hitting on all cylinders and picking up just where they left off last year. Uh, it's tough. And this weekend, Cubs fans are either, I just tweeted out on Cubs Live that either one, you're going to feel a sigh of relief of the Cubs after this weekend, or two, you're going to really panic. And I think, you know, I think if the Cubs get swept or even maybe lose the series, there's going to be some demotions down to Iowa and some guys getting called up. And I think it's going to be heavily dependent on this bullpen. Um, Guys like Dylan Maples or Meeks come up. I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think you should be too concerned. But I think you should be concerned because if the if the answer to all these problems is internally and these guys don't show up and do their jobs, the Cubs could be digging themselves a big hole right now. I think the concern level – this is where I stand on the whole meter thing. I'm very concerned – until we address the issue. I don't this is this is what it is for me, right? It's not like we have elite bullpen guys that are just struggling. I don't think these dudes are talented enough and have it. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. If John All Lester right. were to come out in the beginning of the year, and even I know I said before I'm still worried about Lester getting old, falling off a cliff, all that stuff, but he's proven in the first two starts he's still got it right now, right? If, mm-hmm. for example, if Lester were to come out struggling, I wouldn't. It wouldn't be that big of an issue because it's like, hey, this dude's elite. He's shown he's elite, and he's shown that he can bounce back. The dudes that are all, the the guys that are on the don't panic. It's April meter. We're still depending on guys that have proven. 
They're not very good, and we're waiting for average to below average relief guys to wake up and all of a start all of a sudden start pitching really well out of the bullpen, and they don't have that in their bag. They're not good enough to do that. Carl Edwards Jr. is not good enough to do that. Chiswick is not good enough to do that. We already know what Chatwood is. He's not that. It was a miss. So the guys that we're leaning on, if if our explanation is it's early, no need to panic. These dudes are going to wake up and be good. That's where I get concerned. Yeah, I, I totally feel it, man. I mean, there's really one thing that I read or I actually read or heard a video about it was they made an interesting point, right? And that when you look at great bullpens like Milwaukee, they have Josh Hader, a guy from the left side who throws 98, 97. He brings the heat. Where's that in the Cubs bullpen, right? I mean, where's that heat coming from? Brandon Morrow maybe is that guy, but he's injured. We knew that that was going to happen in the beginning of the season. So where did you feel that void? You didn't. You don't have a knockout pitcher that is going to set guys down with that heat. There's none of that in the Cubs bullpen. And look, as far as Carl Edwards Jr. goes, man, I mean, he's a basket case too right now. And every, I got him as friends on PlayStation Network or whatever you call it. I got him friends on PlayStation. And <laughs> if I see him play more Fortnite or more 2K – I'm, I might have to send him a message and like figure it out. Is know? he always but, uh, is he always on Fortnite and just playing 2K chilling? Always Fortnite, always Fortnite or my player in 2K, man. He's just grinding away. And, <laughs> and look, if, if you're gonna play Fortnite, that's cool. But I expect you to go out there and pitch your ass off, man. Right? I mean, um, yeah, man. But I mean, the bullpen—it's a basket case right now. And, and and a part of that, honestly, not one guy is gonna make or break it. Like, you're not going to bring in Brandon Morrow and just automatically figure it out, but it sure will help. And the problem of this is is that one guy being out like Brandon Morrow is right now, all of a sudden, these innings that these reliever, these relievers are filling in for, they're not their innings. Like, Pedro Strope right. should have been in the eighth inning the other night. It's a right? good point. And instead, he he's not, and somebody has to come in in the eighth inning and fulfill that role. It was Steve Ciszek. He should have never been in that role. That should be Pedro Strope's inning. But with Morrow out, all of a sudden, Pedro Strope's now the closer. So one guy doesn't make or break it, but it sure can change the mentality of it. And if you bring in a guy like Craig Kimbrell, it totally like changes the demeanor of the bullpen when Brandon Morrow comes back because then you got Pedro Strope going the seventh, you got Morrow going the eighth, and you got Kimbrell in the ninth. Right? So... I mean, those 100%. are three innings that have been a struggle. It's a domino so, effect, always with the with the exactly. starting pitching, all the starting pitching and the bullpen. It's all connected. It's all it is. Yeah, exactly. There's no stop plug in the bullpen. Cishek, Edwards, we, none of them, right? So when right. the the starting pitching struggles, there's no stop plug. That's the thing. There's such a there's such they're one organism. When the starting yeah. pitching is cruising. They can kind of cover up the bullpen. When starting pitching is struggling, the bullpen usually like, yo, okay, let's let's go help out the starters, right? So there's just yep, they're just not there right now. Yeah, they just got to figure it out, man. I mean, if if front if the front office isn't gonna go out and get anybody, then these guys internally have to figure out what's wrong and what's gonna work and what am I doing to you know gonna be better. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I. I, I wish I had an answer, but um, it, it's I mean, bizarre how bad they are. Yeah, we know the answer. 
they don't they're not talented enough. We don't have enough we don't have enough bullpen help and we need to get more. I think that's yeah. what like that's simple as that, right? And the early narrative of like we shouldn't panic is I'm going to be panicked until we address the situation of we we don't we need more stopgap guys. We don't have any. So until then, yeah. I'm going to be fully panicked because I don't see how it can get any better. Carl Edwards Jr. has been doing this for a long time now. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So this is not right. something that he's all of a sudden. Like, I think we're waiting till next week. And I hate to talk down on my guy Carl Edwards Jr. because he's shown some flashes of being really good. But I, I think we're waiting for one week where we wake up and he's lights out for seven and eight. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, yep. it's just not there. And it's not going to be consistent. Yeah, it's it's baffling right now. What I, I don't know. Yeah, the Cubs are one in three when taking a lead into the seventh inning already this year. Yep. And we only did that last year. We lost five games when leading after the seventh last year. So we've already lost three. We did five all of last year. So my my thing is the whole narrative of like it's early. Shrug your shoulders and relax. Like I'm not going for that because this is this is glaring have you ever seen that Stephen a smith uh meme like this is bad this is very very bad he's talking <laughs> very very bad <laughs> i love that bro. you know what i'm saying so, so that's kind of like how i'm feeling um and you know what and you know what's crazy sorry to cut you off but the people that say it's too early are the same ones that complained last year in october when the cubs didn't lock up the nl central and they lost by a game these these games the cubs found out this is a great point do matter this is a great point keep talking they, they, they matter i mean i mean the, the bottom line is each game in april in may in june it will come back and haunt you if you let one slip now when you're sitting in october and you're playing that game 163 for the division all of a sudden those losses that you kind of blown by earlier in May or April or June that got away from you, they come back and haunt you. And good teams find a way to win right now, and that's what the Brewers are doing. The Cubs, they got to pick it up. That, I don't, I'm don't. i just going to leave it at that because that's so dead on. Uh, you want to complain about why we're in the wild card game? Well, it's because in April and May, we didn't address our issues, and we we went 2-9 two and, two and nine in the division. You know what I mean? Like exactly. 100%. This is I want to get before because I I do want to because obviously we're gonna we're gonna talk about the bullpen and continue to talk about the bullpen but I do want to talk a little bit about Joe Madden's comments on those guys and then I do want to pull some some highlights out of the Brave series going into before we start talking about going into Milwaukee but this is Joe Madden on the bullpen he opens he opens it with I don't know if the words pressing. And then the rest of the quote is is pretty much explaining how they're pressing. <laughs> but, and I quote, this is Joe Madden on the bullpen. I don't know if the word's pressing. Madden said of the team's one and five start. Or this is talking about the overall team, but then he starts to mention the bullpen. Is this trying too hard? Is that pressing? I don't even know. Definitely our guys are so invested and it's pretty much manifested itself in the bullpen more than any other place. You just keep believing in your guys, which I do. You trust your guys, which I do. And you play it out. It's so early to worry about a whole bunch of different things. They need our support right now, and they're going to get it. I mean, believe I believe that this group's going to pitch really well out of the bullpen. They need to get on a little bit of a roll. They just need to focus on their own job and not worry about a whole bunch of different things. I'd like to see them becoming more visceral, just attack hitters, and not trying to be so fine. Now listen, that's Joe Madden. 
I believe this group's going to pitch really well out of the bullpen. How can you even come out and say that statement, first off? I understand you're the manager and you need to support these guys, but let's just be real for a little bit. Then he's like, I'd like to see them become become more visceral, just attack hitters and not be so fine. Of course, but the 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 control's not you attack people when you're not worried about your control and you're throwing the ball. Like that's when yeah. you can attack hitters. If you can't get the ball over the plate, you're never gonna attack anyone. They're gonna the the major league hitting is gonna attack you. So I mean, I understand I I was listening to uh ESPN one thousand, I think it was Waddle and Sylvie. And Waddle said, I've never seen anything like how Joe Madden turns negative like every every negative he turns into a positive i think he said he turns shit into cupcakes he used a different word for <laughs> shit but and i was like that's such a good way to describe joe madden because he never wants to say anything negative and i understand that but i think there's a way you can go about it without spitting in the fans face and saying i believe this group's going to pitch really well out of the bullpen when they haven't done it in a very long time yeah i mean Every time Joe Madden kind of has like the press conference after the game in the presser, you kind of know what you're going to get, right? It's the whole, honestly, I think he looked really good. You know, he had good stuff, but it was this one inning that got away and we're going to build off that. It's, it's the same stuff, you know, um, as far as, you know, what he said about the bullpen, if you're even mentioning pressing six games in, I think that's a larger concern, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's really no, no other way to go around it is, if you're pressing in April by April second, it's tough, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, and I don't. The, and at I, the same I time, don't know if this is, go ahead, Kyle. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 you're good. What I was gonna say was that I don't know, I don't know if the bullpen's issues should be put on Madden because he's been out there. He's been given a shitty hand of cards, right? And he's just trying to deal them in the best suit possible. And it's hard when you don't have a guy to rely on. That's so, exactly what um, I was going to say. There, I, I, yeah. feel, I feel for the guy a little bit because when he looks at his sheet to, to pick up the phone to call down to the bullpen, there's nobody on it that he, he, he doesn't even know what to do. Exactly. He's looking at a bunch of dudes and he's like, man, I don't even know. Like, I might as well just. I can do like the matchup the analytics, like I'll do my best there. But he's looking at the sheet like, I have no idea what's going to happen. When the bases were loaded yesterday, after this is well, okay. When he goes to Edwards and then Edwards throws a wild pitch and then the bases are loaded, and he he looks at his sheet, he might as well just throw a dart at the board, like whoever. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When Carl Edwards Jr. Threw a wild pitch yesterday and loaded the bases. I knew we were in trouble. I don't care. Yeah. Oh yeah. If he kept Edwards in, if he went and got someone out of the bullpen, it didn't matter. We were we were in trouble. But oh yeah. So it, it's an interesting situation. I'm going to leave the uh, the the pitching talk on this. Cubs pitching this season. This is total. This is starters and bullpen. This is 49 innings pitched, 46 runs, 61 hits. 41 walks and a 2.068 whip. Horrendous. Terrible. And that's with John Lester's quality starts included. If you pull Lester's numbers out of there, I don't even I don't even know how much they balloon, but they're far worse. They're tough. So, we can we can leave it there. I do want to leave it there. Let's not come back to it ever yeah. again. <laughs> I do uh 
We'll close on a couple different things. Let's take some positives out of uh, the Atlanta series. I have a couple written down, but I want to hear your thoughts. Give me some positives out of the Braves series that you saw and liked. Yeah, some positives just off the top of my head, I think. Um, Cubs hitters, they aren't, they aren't, they didn't show much, but they showed something, right? I mean, Rizzo hit a homer. Um, they're getting swept. There's really not a lot of positives. Um, but I would say the offense, even though they got shut out, um, Monday night, I mean, the offense is still going to do good things other than Chris Bryant. He had a terrible series. Um, I, I'm, I'm leaving Atlanta not feeling too good about too much, too many things. So, um, I'll say this. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. 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 I'll say this. We get shut out in the first game of the series. I love what Contreras did. He had a three hit game in the series. That's big for him. Javi and Rizzo added some boppers like you mentioned about Rizzo. Another thing is, even though we got swept and the pitching wasn't there and you Darvish had his second substandard, we'll call it that, start, there's still those highlights of Schwarber made a great play in the outfield yesterday. Yep. Contreras is putting the ball in the bat. We got those home runs from those guys. So there's a couple things to pull out. One thing I will say. I'm sad we're leaving Atlanta because I love their jerseys. Those are the best jerseys in baseball. <laughs> they are pretty sick, aren't and they? That was when we were getting smoked yesterday. And by the way, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna. I want to also say this. We were getting shut out. We were what? Freed was perfect through what seven yesterday. Yeah, like six or seven. Yeah, you can almost wash that up because he was. You're gonna just run into games where guys are lights out like that, and he was. He was nasty. He was filthy last night. He was. His off speed just had so much movement on it. I was like, "Whoa, who is this guy?" Well, the off speed was crazy because he was painting the corners at 94. Yeah, he was. was He was living on the corners, and he was, and he was throwing 94, and then he'd come with the off speed. So, I come. Throw the pitching in the garbage on our side. It was terrible. But if you if you pull that out, we got shut out the first game. We showed some 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 good offense in the second game, and then we just bumped into a guy that was super locked last night, and still we were able to string a couple hits together to close the game. So yeah, it's not the worst. And but yeah, when we were when we were getting smoked, and it was like I don't know when he was perfect. I was just yep. looking around like, man, what a shit game. And then I was looking at the jerseys, and I was like, man, those are the best jerseys in sports. I they're love silky. them. They're those, silky. Oh, my God. They're so clean with the with the red and blue hat. And then I love when they wear the, the all-navy hat. That shit's super tough, too. So, so nice. I had to try to – I had to try get to get some positives in there. Some, <laughs> I had to try to have fun some way, somehow, when I was watching the game. And I was just like, let me just enjoy these jerseys. You know what my favorite Cubs jersey is? I love their, uh, I love their like baby powder blue ones. Their retro ones. Those are so nice. You like those? I, I l- love those. I love them. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the home pinstripes. I know it's just a classic, so it is what it is. Um, yeah. But I really like the alternate blue with the Chicago across the front. Yeah, I yeah. think those I are great. You. Yeah, I like those. But um, but yeah, man, I had to pull some positives out of there. That's good. They flew to Milwaukee last night. 
So we're going to get into a little Milwaukee brief, a uh, little Milwaukee Brewers talk before I let Kyle go. But to close that series, the Cubs and what we can do going forward with uh, the bullpen. The Cubs have a $210 million payroll. That's second in the league. So I have a hard time blaming Ricketts, but I also think, hey, when you miss on Chatwood like we did and we don't add anyone in the offseason and you Darvish is, is a miss so far, don't we have to spend the money to, to kind of make up for those mistakes? Yeah. Is, isn't that his thought process? I would love to sit like be a fly on the wall at Ricketts house when they're eating dinner with his family because I they have to be talking about this shit right you're right you know what I mean so I I understand because if this continues to go that way he can't keep crying broke because we're gonna need to fix it or this or you could wash the whole season in my opinion totally what are your thoughts on that does he have to because i mean we are second in the because he can always lean on that like hey man y'all want me to how much money you guys want me to spend yeah we're second we're second in payroll i understand the hayward deal isn't great right now the u darvish deal isn't great chatwood is a miss like how much money do you guys want me to spend i i I understand that logic but I, i i'm not i'm not gonna stand for it Exactly. As far as the the payroll situation, I think some of those deals that happen, I think it's a lot, um, a lot on Theo and Jen. I mean, they've hit on so many different deals and they've they've made out pretty good. But I think when guys left, like Jake Arrieta or John Lackey, or you know, different guys like that, especially, um, they just tried to fill the need with the best possible that off season with the most money that they couldn't you know, turned down like Chadwood. They threw a crazy contract at him. Brandon Morrow threw a crazy contract at him. And it's coming to bite the Cubs back in the butt later uh, as, you know, years go on. Um, one big thing um, for me is exactly like you said, Ricketts can say, sure, we spent a lot of money, but you picked the wrong offseason to not spend it. Because other teams around you are getting better now. And you stay content. So now that you stay content, it it also makes me not as angry it it makes me angry at ownership but it's like we knew this was going to happen right the cubs didn't spend money on their bullpen if they didn't spend money this is the result and if they're going to stay content this is what's going to happen and it's happening now so it's like man what do you expect out of you know the bullpen if you don't improve and you don't improve those pieces around you by spending the money and all of a sudden now the chicago cubs like you said a 210 million dollar payroll team all of a sudden they have a budget you know, like, yeah, we're on an allowance all of a sudden. Yeah. You got to park around Wrigley that you just spent, what, $700 million and you're funding a Trump organ, like, you know, organization <laughs> or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Now you have a budget. Like, I, I understand the frustration around Cubs fans and Cubs ownership. And look, I, I'm frustrated too. I think that going out and getting pieces were needed. And as you're seeing right now, um, because especially one for me is luckily the Cubs. Yes, last night's game. Luckily, Contreras didn't go down with a serious injury. He he was holding his thumb, and now you're sitting there with one of your studs out, and you didn't go address getting a backup catcher, and now you're stuck with Caratini the whole single the whole year. So, pieces for me were bullpen and backup catcher, veteran catcher, and they didn't hit on any of this offseason. So, uh, 
we're going to see how it plays out. But when you don't spend money and you stay content, you're going to get the, the results you're going to get. I agree. I dropped an Instagram post uh, on at no catch up Chicago. Go follow us if you don't already. I I don't want to say this, but I just figure I just feel like what else could it be? It has to be about the money. There's no other explanation. Because yep. there's no way Theo doesn't address the holes, right? He sees what's got. He, he sees the holes we have on the squad. He saw them going into the season. I have to think that Ricketts told Theo, "Listen, bro, do not come into my office looking for 35, 40, 50, 60, whatever you think we need, 80 million dollars to fix the squad." Like you said, I spent 700 million outside the park. I'm building up the area around Wrigley Field. <laughs> I'm trying to make a ton of money. I brought the World Series. Now I'm trying to capitalize on that. Th- that's what I think Ricketts is thinking. Is look, I brought the World Series. I'm spending a ton of money on everything around the park. And now if we have to lose for a little bit for me to recoup this bread, so be it. But I, I don't see any other explanation than that because I can't see Theo sitting back on his hands being like, hey, the squad's good enough to go win a title because he's seen too many teams win titles and have put too many teams together that have won the championship to know this one can't compete for one the way it is right and now. You know, and you know what's interesting that you bring up that point is because the whole talk this offseason when it came to Bryce Harper and the Cubs was that ownership isn't going to sign off. I'm going to get them, which kind of says that, hey, look, you and Jed want to make a pitch and make a serious run at them, but ownership isn't going to sign off on that and dip in that luxury tax threshold and get those penalties. In reality, the penalties you pay it, you pay some, you pay the tax on what you go over that amount, and then you lose the next year's uh, draft pick or it gets bumped down. So, in honesty, all honesty, when you're in your winning content, contending window, those draft picks later on do not matter. And anyway, the Cubs have $60 million coming off the books next year. So the financial situation, it does fall on ownership. And I don't think it falls on the president of baseball operations. The U.S. scene is because the whole talk this offseason was ownership not signing off. And that only leads to one guy, and that's Tom Ricketts, not signing off on Theo making a serious pitch at different guys this offseason. And I wonder if there's some internal you know, frustration as well. Who knows? I... I I, I would love to be in that office at I mean, Wrigley Field. Yes, and sir. To those I would love to like hear Theo talk to his buddies. Like, man, this guy won't give me any money. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't do anything because he, right. he he has to know. There's just no way. He's too smart. He's done this for too long. He's the best. He's the best. He's the best in the business. He knows. He knows what yeah. time it is. So we'll leave it at that. We're in Milwaukee tonight. Seven ten start. Will the Brewers wake the boys up? Are they going to go into Milwaukee like, man, we need to get at least two of these? Or if we lose, we can't lose 8-0. We can't get our doors blown off. Like, Even if there's, I don't believe in moral victories either, just like the rest of us. But there, for me, there would be a big difference if we went in there and got our doors blown off 7-1, 9-3, 6-2. Instead of like a six five, we 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 win one, but then lose two by a couple runs. Or hopefully we go in there and win all three. But if we win two or three, whatever. But are they gonna wake us up? 
do they do, are, are, what's if you think if you had to figure out like what the what the boys mindset are right now do they almost feel like this is a must win are are, are the Milwaukee Brewers going to wake the Chicago Cubs up hopefully you know i think there's a lot of um you know water boiling still with the Cubs and Brewers as the Brewers they celebrated the NL Central division title on Wrigley Field and i think that didn't set well with a lot of guys so you know, heading into this series with Milwaukee, I hope that the Cubs kind of see or sense kind of that, all right, we want to go in there and beat the NL Central winners because that's the mindset is that now they're the underdogs in the division. And if they don't wake up, look, it could be very scary going on. So you hope that they come into Milwaukee with the mindset after just getting swept too, that holy shit, we got to pick it up. And there's no better way than to pick it up versus Milwaukee. Six and one, the Milwaukee Brewers are three and one at home, three and three and zero oh away. They've got off to a perfect start, almost. They're they're they are chomping at the bit to see us come in like we are. I I didn't realize how much I didn't like them until obviously last year, but I I almost don't like them more than I, I, the the St. Louis Cardinals, to be honest. I think it's I think it's also compounded by just Wisconsin in general and the Packers and all that. Like I don't like any of those squads. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. like the Brewers. I don't like the Packers. I don't like. Try living here, man. That's what Try I'm saying. Living. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is crazy that you live Shit. up there. But it's like, yeah, I, I don't like any of those guys. Which is which is it? Just I need us to go in there just for 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 the psyche uh, of the fans and everything else, just to go in there and make a statement. But. Quintana, Jose Quintana versus Brandon Woodruff tonight, 7-10. Now, Quintana has done well against the Brewers. 11 starts, he's 6-2 with a 1.62 ERA. So that's a good sign. And like you said, he's, he should be pretty rested. This is his first start of the year. We need it. We need him to go seven innings. Huge. Huge. Need him to go seven and just do what he does against Milwaukee. Yeah. Any, anything I mean, else you're getting, looking for from through through the series? Come out of the series. Yelich. Yeah, I think I think one thing is to see what Quintana holds for the Cubs. I think he's another key piece in this rotation. That if you're going to have guys go the extra extra distance, that Quintana is going to be a huge part of that because John Lester and Cole Hamels are old. Sometimes they're not going to give you that horse power that these young guys can, like Kyle Hendricks. I think. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. I think his dominance versus the Brewers makes me feel good and optimistic about this game. Um, I'm just afraid of the Cubs hitters falling apart. Um, I'm afraid of the offense kind of going blank. And then all of a sudden the Brewers handed off to the bullpen five, six, seven, eight, nine and locked the Cubs hitters down. So yeah, I would um, hate for Quintana to come out and have a gem and then we don't score any runs. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I know. And I think it's so important for the Cubs to jump on the ship early and get that early lead and before the Brewers get to their bullpen because, quite frankly, once they hand it out to their bullpen, it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that it's a wrap. I mean, it, they're that good. They're that good. Um, it's so, so yeah, funny. It's all about jumping the ship early. It's so funny. They are the common copy of what we aren't right now. Yeah. Do you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? The, Huge. It's like the exact flip. We're like, we, 
we're the old brewers and they're the they're the old cubs right now you know what i'm saying it's yep. it's kind of like yeah. it's sickening a little bit it's totally that i mean yeah man i mean the crazy part about it is the brewers are playing with a lot of fun right now and that's something the cubs are missing and that how they're, do you get back to having fun they're us <laughs> they're us like that's why it's so frustrating Last yeah. year, oh, yeah. with them coming on and winning the division and how they won the division, I was looking at our team in 2016. Do you know what I'm saying? Watching exactly. them, they reminded me of us, and right now they remind me of us. It's like they, they've just continued on to, to this season. It's it's tough to watch. But I've said, I've said that for so long is that Last year, the Brewers reminded me of the 2015 Cubs, a team that was okay 500 above it in the first half and then totally set on fire the second half. And then now if they're following the Cubs' track record and following up the next year, they're off to a pretty good start. Yeah, it's 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 eerily similar how they how they look like us. Um, it should be an interesting atmosphere Friday night. You know a bunch of Chicago Cubs fans are going to be in the building like always in Wrigley Field North in Milwaukee. Um, but hopefully they're not too down and, and, and we can push through and have a good game so they can rock they can rock out and cheer in Milwaukee on a on a Friday. Yeah man, I mean it's it's funny man because I was I said this about the Bulls this year too. It's like we're shit. But it's inter- there's so much entertaining stuff going on with boiling and all this other stuff, right? Like a shit team, but there's all these crazy storylines and all this entertainment happening. And it's kind of like the same thing with the Cubs right now. We're terrible, but is it going to get better or is it going to continue to be terrible? Tune in, find out. Exactly. It's must-see TV. Exactly. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Cubs are in Milwaukee 7-10. They're trying to break a five-game losing streak. Kyle Molzahn of At Cubs Live. You're the man for joining me, bro. I appreciate it. Bro, I appreciate you always for having me on. It's always a blast talking some baseball with you, bro. Go Cubs.